Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. It went away pretty fast after the CFL made that announcement yesterday. Wouldn't you say that they're no longer talking to the XFL? How about that? When you think about all the media types saying, well, if this didn't happen, big waste of time. Well, having these conversations with them, exploring a possibility. They need to explore six, seven, eight possibilities, and one will be good enough that it'll save the league and make up for all the time spent on the others. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show's second hour. We call it the second half kickoff. It is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home. Not only uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs anymore. Which UFC number is it tomorrow? I don't know. 269? Poirier versus McGregor. Uh, We'll be facing off on that later on tonight. What number is it, y'all? Can you let us know? It's a lot. Uh, yeah. How are you doing, Moose? Amazing. Yeah. You know, it's a Flame Tech Football Friday, and one hour ago, we started with the quick six, and we never got past the first topic. So the first time in show history, 522 shows, that's happened. And the first topic was the biggest one in the CFL right now, today, and that is four players on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Thursday popped Achilles tendons in a workout at Mosaic Stadium and season ending. And the whole league's talking about that. So big of a deal was that, Moose, that it was the number two item on SportsCenter last night. Yeah, wild. Did you notice? Yeah. How about that? It takes a lot to get up that high on the depth chart of SportsCenter, eh? (laughs) That's right. But hey, once in a lifetime, four injuries. That'll do it. Um, can I just say this? UFC 264. Thank you, Jennifer, at the Four Seasons Sports Palace. UFC 264. Poirier versus McGregor. will be facing off later. So be thinking about that. Moose is watching tennis right now. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. He's got his iPad out there, or whatever you call that thing. Uh, John Kirby in Edmonton is watching, and he says, and he's asked for about the third time today, did you see what Terry Jones said about the game day experiences for the Edmonton Elks? He knows more than what the fans know. John, I didn't see it. Don't care. Stop asking. Other points, uh, the Phoenix Suns beat the Milwaukee Bucks 118-108 last night in Game 2 of the NBA Finals. It looked amazing at Talking Stick Arena. I don't understand what Arizona has that we don't. (laughs) They're packed like sardines in the stadium. They're packed like sardines out front on the bricks. Oh, I know. It's just like, oh, it's far off land where they can actually stand shoulder to shoulder. What the hell are they doing down there? CEBL last night, the Saskatchewan Rattlers, they got some splaining to do. They just got, they got their pants pulled down in a spanking, to use a Craig McTavish term. 101-60, they lost to the Edmonton Stingers. Rattlers now 0-5. And Niagara beat uh, Fraser Valley 103-82. There was some pretty big breaking news involving a friend of ours yesterday. And uh, that was at a McMaster University. The, uh, the Marauders University football team hiring two female coaches, one of which is Amanda Ruler, who's been on this show regularly, overall badass. And you can read the story at 3downnation.com. We're going to have to get Amanda on to, uh, to talk about that. But kudos, Amanda. And also Taylor McIntyre, the other female coach. I'm not as familiar with her. But Amanda's played pro football. She's an Olympic weightlifter. She's a provincial record holder. She trained my niece, Sydney. Did you know that as a speed coach? I didn't. In skating. Wow. And while 
land speed, but it kind of relates. So congratulations, Amanda. That just came out yesterday. Uh, point five, the Blue Jays, I guess would you correctly say rained out at Baltimore? Yeah. Her, yeah threatened. The Hurricane Elsa was a threat. And so they'll make that up another day. Jays are at Tampa tonight, and that's big. So those are some of the things that we were talking about today. <laughs> John's not even mad. This is hilarious. He gets me now. He says, okay, Rod, I don't care about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They're the wrong shade of green, LOL. He knows that I wasn't even really that mad at him, but I don't care what Terry Jones has to say about the Edmonton Elks game day experience. Who cares? I care about what's going on in the field, period. Troy Colmer in uh, Toronto watching. He says, I can't stomach the UFC. Love boxing, but can't do UFC. Hey, different strokes for different folks. Whatever. I love it. Yeah. All combat sports. Of course. But if you can't stomach it, what, 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 is, what are we supposed to do? Uh, Les Zeller watching in Golden Prairie, Sask. Doesn't that just sound like a magical place? It does. Do you think it is? Probably not. Probably. <laughs> and I'm probably, from Probably not. Yeah. Sounds like a paradise. I know. Golden Prairie, Saskatchewan, where fairies fly over the herd of cattle and drop their pixie dust. And the rolling hills of the greenest of green crops and the goldenest of golden wheat and exactly. the water in the back and the sunshine. The water sparkles down. as it cascades down the hills into the, the golden wheat sheets. I need a photo now of Golden, golden Prairie. Prairie. <laughs> Les is his name. And he writes us on the Prairie Mobile text line. I was disappointed to hear the possible CFL-XFL merger has ended. The XFL with solid leadership will succeed, whereas the CFL will continue to struggle. The traditionalists seem to have won, so they will still be able to watch the league endure half-filled stadiums with pension-aged fans. Where would the NHL be if it hadn't expanded, or even the NFL for that matter, if the league had turned its back on the AFL teams 50 years ago? My boys, both in their 30s, have long since lost interest in a nine-team league. As part of the so-called older demographic, I have stayed loyal, but it now appears there's no point investing energy in a league not interested in progressing with the times. Maybe it's time to forget the CFL and take up fishing this summer. Signed, Les Zeller, Golden Prairie, Saskatchewan. I tell you what, you got a guy here in the rectangle talking like that? What are they saying in the major cities? Oh, I know. Uh, Bob in Grand Prairie, by the way, says, I'm with you, Darren. I watch and support any Canadian in any sport. Go Shapovalov. Did I say that right? You did. How's he doing? He's, uh, man, he's had a couple of break opportunities here in the second. That won't mean much to you, but um, he's got another one here. Real good battle in the second set. This is going to be about a three-hour affair, just so you know. I'm with you. That's cool. Well, I'm not with you, with you, but yeah. I'm listening. And I'm not just watching because of the Canadian. I'm into this. So I'd be watching if he wasn't in. But. Um, hey, you know, so, hey, I'll get to your, uh, let's get to some of these comments here. The poll question today for Capital Auto Mall, because it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. The poll question is, who will lead Alberta in CFL passing yards in 2021? Bo Levi Mitchell, my good buddy of the Calgary Stampeders, or Trevor Harris of the Edmonton Elks, my even better buddy who's going to be joining us in about 12 minutes. 54% on Twitter saying, Bo, what are they saying on Facebook? 51-49 for Bo. Really close. It's a good poll. It's uh, 
almost 50-50. Um, so going back to last hour, I guess uh, Genghis Smith is watching on Facebook. Wasn't watching last hour because the same question came up. But I'm wondering why people care so much about this one particular question. But Genghis is his name. And he says... Hi, guys, I probably missed it, but what is your take on the Argos' idea of moving to the XFL? I doubt it, but we never know. It was an article that I considered running at rodpeterson.com, our show's website here, because it came from the Canadian press. CBC picked it up, and it was basically an article. As we are 48 hours from the start of CFL training camps opening, the Canadian press elects to write a story on where the Argos go from here with the CFL, XFL breaking up. And I'm just like, I just feel now's not the time. But I did read the article, and the three options were, can you remember what I said? Number one, selling the Ar- MLSE selling the Argos to somebody else. Two, joining the XFL, as the viewer said. Just breaking off from the CFL and joining the XFL. Or three, trying to make a go of it with what they are which is like literally pushing a snowball uphill. It's really what it seems like. But no, damn it, we're not changing this league because we got 100 years. Like, I worked in it for 20 years. I don't have any interest in working in it again. Have you figured that out yet? They go hand to mouth. I'm, ti- I'm tired of this league operating hand to mouth. But, as the texter said earlier, the dissenters, they won. Over 70% of people said they didn't want to see the CFL merge with the XFL. So you know what? Fill your boots. We'll watch the nine games. In life, you're either going forward or you're going backward. In life, read that again. You're either going forward or you're going backward. If you want to gain something in life, you got to be prepared to give something up. 100% of the time, if you want to gain something in life, you got to give something up. CFL is not going forwards, y'all. Let's just see how it works out. But you know guys like that. We all know somebody like that. You know, when they're so stubborn about their thing, I'd rather die than see blah, 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 blah. Yes. I'd rather die than see this end up in the hands of so-and-so, right? I'd rather be hit by a bus than blank. So... Is that where we're at now as fans? That we'd rather the league die than end up with American cities? Now, I don't, I'd rather have it thrive in Canada, not have American cities too. But let's look at some creative options. That doesn't have to be the only one, though. Going to the States doesn't have to be the only option. There's other options. But let's keep working at something different, something new, because the way it is obviously isn't working. Well, yeah, and, and uh, hey, it's 11-11. How about that? How about that? (laughs) What? It's a God thing. Anyways. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Jason and Redger says the CFL may not be going forward, but then again, they haven't been going forward for a very long time, so play on. Um, Mike Blackbird. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He's pinballing back and forth between YouTube and Facebook, and that's fine because you're adding to our numbers on both sides, but he says... I just learned of this today. Do you think the local TV blackouts in the 70s, 80s, and 90s hurt the league now? That's the age group we are missing. Where's Paul? 
because the peerless and ageless Paul Druin, who's the third of the three musketeers here, you're looking at two of them, and then Paul's the third. Yes. By the way, I know where he is. He's driving top down to Moose Jaw today. But anyways, when this whole pandemic thing hit, this had nothing to do with football, but Paul said, how many times did Paul say, it's a tough time to learn to swim when you're drowning? How many times did he say that? A lot. What do you say? Don't wait to get into shape. And, and how'd you say it? <laughs> Don't wait till you're asked to be a male model to get into shape. You got to be in shape waiting for that call. I think call. you said male stripper. Well, I did, but... Um, I didn't want to get too much into the day-to-day <laughs> <laughs> business, yeah. into the business. So anyway, we're talking about blackouts. Who cares now? What? Why are we talking about that now? Should have been talking about it 20 years ago. Clay Bombing is watching in Brandon, Manitoba. And he says that Dan Ralph article was stupid. That's the article about the Argos and what, where, where they're going from here. He says, talk about the Alouette's owner, Gary Stern article that was in the Montreal Gazette yesterday. That was a great article. I should talk about it. I didn't read that article. What did Gary Stern say? Gary Stern, to me, seems like the hero that we all need right now. Poor guy. He suggested several revenue ideas. Oh, Clark just said he suggested several revenue ideas. Well, why are you telling the Montreal Gazette? Why don't you sit around the owner's table in the CFL and talk about it there? Like, what the hell? Save me, Moose. I know. I know. <laughs> tennis. And you're watching tennis? I know. Here's the thing. This guy's watching tennis. You think that you can do two things at once, but you can't. I know. You know that better than anybody. <laughs> better than anybody. That you can't. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking about yesterday uh, as a mental health coach. We were talking about the Lightning winning the uh, Stanley Cup. I mean, that's what I do for a living when I leave here. And I've done all, you know, I've read all the textbooks. Men can't concentrate on more than one thing at once. They can't. They'll tell you they can, but they can't. Women can. Oh. Did you know that? Of course. The way the female brain works, they can concentrate on more than one thing. But men can't. And I believe, last I checked, you're a man. I didn't actually check. I just took your word for it. Yeah, still a man. <laughs> uh, Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg. Shout out to all the Winnipeggers, by the way. They, um, they really support us. I appreciate it. He says, Rod's going to fly off the handle while Moose is watching tennis. That's the thing. You're not even paying attention to what I'm going. I'm killing myself over here. I know, but that's, you know what? year and a half, two years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this. But now, you know, training wheels. Are, you could just go and do that. I could be in my own world over here. Well, you are a bit of a security blanket for me. You know that. That's right. Um, oh, Rick Resenthaler writes that and he says, he's watching on YouTube. He says, don't merge with the XFL. The XFL is a gimmick. The CFL game is entertaining mostly due to its rules. Well, there you go. Why change anything? <laughs> Why didn't we just listen to Rick? Everything's fine because they got great rules and it's entertaining. What the hell? Yeah. Why are we even in this mess? Like the guy said from Golden Prairie, Saskatchewan. I feel like angels just descended. Ah, Golden Prairie, Saskatchewan. 
Where would the NFL be if they hadn't merged with the American Football League? Where would the NBA be if they hadn't merged with the ABA? Was it the CBA? Whatever the hell. The NHL and the WHA. All those leagues get it. But <laughs> listen, yet, like Canada doesn't want to do it with their football league. Well, I know. And, and looking at Rick's comment, it was Rick, right? Yeah. I mean, didn't exa- it's not exactly merging those leagues. It was almost like the NFL absorbing the AFL. It was the NBA absorbing, <laughs> right, the ABA under the NBA banner. And I think that's what works here is the CFL has the history. The XFL doesn't. So they absorb the XFL and bring their business assets on board under this umbrella. It's the CFL, and the game doesn't change, and we just grow into new markets and new business models. We got so many comments here, and they're all amazing. Is Trevor Harris logged in, by the way? He is? Okay, hang on. We'll get to to Trevor. Oh, he's not? Okay, I'll roll a little longer then. Because it's just so wonderful. Don Muir is watching in Winnipeg, and he says, I just Googled Golden Prairie. And it looks a lot like Dog River, except it's all white ground. Newsflash, every town in Saskatchewan looks like Dog River. Every one. Yes. Winyard, Milestone. All of them. They all look the same. Every town has a, what's the old guy's name in that show? I don't even like this show. Oscar. Yeah, every town oh, yeah. has one. Every town has a gas station and a grain elevator. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break here. Hey, Trevor Casterlin writes in, and he says he's watching in Lexington, Missouri. I got relations down there. Can you believe it? I can't. See, he's not paying attention. He's watching tennis. I'm Googling Golden Prairie, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Dan Saravelli's watching in Philadelphia, the home of the Liberty Bell. Dan, the situation, Saravelli. He says, Rod and Darren, come with us to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest next year. I'm all over that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go. Where is it? One year in Calgary, uh, a game that the Riders beat the Stampeders in Calgary, they had Joey Chestnut there for a... I want to say a hot dog eating display at halftime, but I think he was eating tacos. He was diversifying. Okay. Joey Chestnut. And I didn't get a chance to meet him. I tried to get him up for an interview. It's too busy. Too big of a deal. Joey Chestnut. Anyways, anyways, we're going to have the Edmonton Elks quarterback, Trevor Harris. When we come back, you're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Very excited to, to bring in our next guy. Just one second, guys. Trevor Harris going to join us from Edmonton Elks training camp slash quarantine bubble, whatever they're calling it up there. Just want to mention, uh, Dan, the situation Cerevelli is watching from Philadelphia invited Darren and I to go to the next Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Didn't know where it was. Ryan McCarthy telling us uh, he's watching in Saratoga, New York. He says it's on uh, in Coney Island, New York, at the original Nathan's Famous Corporation okay. restaurant. So there you go. And um, 
Rick Ressenthaler writes in and says, are the mineral springs in Moose Jaw opening soon? I don't know, Rick. I'm not TripAdvisor. Call him. What do we look like over here? Look at this. Get the camera on him. He's dozing. He's not even paying attention watching tennis. It's putting you to sleep. Uh, That's what it's doing. It's not. Don't okay. Worry. And also, I thought there was a Nathan's in Venice Beach. That's the one I thought it was at. But. Let's bring him in now. Thank you, Trevor Harris, for sitting through that quarterback of the Edmonton Elks. Uh, one half of our poll question today, it is for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, who will lead Alberta in passing yards this year? And uh, it's about 50-50 between yourself and Bo. How you doing, Trevor? I'm great, man. I thought I'd uh, actually see this shirt and this. I thought you'd appreciate this pretty <laughs> nice. good, huh? Yeah! Where does a guy get a bad boy like that? I had this made. My, uh, my aunt makes shirts, and so I thought it was a pretty crafty uh, thought by somebody, and so I, I had her make one for me. Write that down. That's really we gotta good. Get her, we got to get her on the part of the corporation USA. here, man. <laughs> yeah, USA. Yeah, exactly. Trevor, hey, before we look ahead and talk about quarantine, we were looking up yardage from last season here. You had a fine campaign in 2019. Fine. Uh, how are you feeling about boosting those totals this year? Uh, I'm, to me, to me, Rod, I, I'm, it's just about lifting up my teammates. Um, the numbers that I put up don't really mean a whole lot to me, and I know people say that is cliche, but I honestly don't really care. I just I want my receivers to have their best years. I want my running backs to have their best years. I want my O-line to feel good about the protecting they're giving and, uh, you know, get rid of the ball quick for them and be able to avoid things if I can and put us in good situations. And that's what kind of drives me in the offseason is how can I kind of make things easier for my teammates and, uh, and you know, with being, you know, using motions, being able to create matchups, using cadence, whatever we can do. Um, I try and do everything I can so that I can ensure my teammates have their best year. And that's, that's really what it's about for me. And uh, to me, last year was just, uh, it was unfortunate that, you know, I had to miss five, basically six games. So uh, tough in that regard. But at the same time, like, I'm just thankful to be back in Canada playing some football, man. Well, you make some good points there about your yardage because the receivers do a lot of the work too. And I was thinking about you when the Jelly Man re-signed. I was starting to worry a little bit about Greg Ellingson. You two have some sort of je ne sais quoi. Do you remember that from your Ottawa days? That means I don't know what you two have. What is it that you two have? I don't know. You don't have to have to worry about Greg Ellingson going somewhere else. I'll always, I'll always invade and impede and make sure he 82 stays, stays with me. Um, he's, he's one of those guys. He's dependable. He's tough as nails. That's what people don't realize about Greg Ellingson is uh, people talk about the yardage. He's had, I think, 5,000 yard seasons in a row and probably six, seven, eight coming up, six, seven, eight, nine, however many he's going to play. Um, what people don't talk about is if you come watch Greg Ellingson day two, practice 12, it doesn't matter. You're going to see him running his tail off, and that's who he is. And um, he sets he sets a culture in that receiver room. And as one of the leaders in there, you know, along with him and D-Walk and Armani and Pavon, and uh, the list goes on of the receivers that we have here uh, that we're really excited about seeing, you know, how we can kind of gel together and get this uh, cohesiveness rolling. Um, we're excited about it. And uh, but. What people don't see about Greg Ellingson is, is how hard he works every single day. He's a pro, a pro's pro. I'm so glad to see him come back to the CFL because, I, like I said, I was worried there. Okay, our viewers have uh, chimed in, Trevor, a lot from Winnipeg. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm says, great shirt, Trevor. 
That's a winner from Rick Ressenthaler, Elks season ticket holder for over 30 years here. Go Elks. Best of luck to win it all, Trevor. From James in Borden, Manitoba, the Bombers are coming for you. Big Willie going to put you on your back. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? Yeah. Uh, hey. I'm, those are that's that's music to my ears, man. And last year when I'm going through my nutrition course and personal trainer course and trying to just train in my house, quarantine, I I welcome that. You know, I can't wait. I'm excited <laughs> for that. So you know, I go from rolling my eyes to people talking crap to me saying, "Let's go, man." <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Blackbird, Argo fan, watching from Toronto says, "I was sad to see you leave Toronto." That seems like a century ago. Do you ever think about that? Um, Yeah. I do. I do. Actually, somebody asked me about it the other day uh, on the team when we had our 15 minutes of yard time. Um, (laughs) They asked me, you know, what happened in Toronto? Like, and I kind of just explained, I'm like, man, that Ricky Ray, you're a Hall of Famer, man. It's kind of hard to turn the page from that if you know Ricky's going to be healthy going into the next year. And um, so, you know, it's one of those things I understood. Uh, It was tough leaving Toronto, obviously. Uh, It was tough for me to leave Scott uh, Milanovic and, uh, a big adoration of him. And so, uh, but obviously, you know, God works in, in the ways and uh, that he wants things to work out for. And uh, I wouldn't trade the path that I've been on for anything. I've been able to kind of come across teammates to, to impact them and love the teammates and, and grow as a person, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a Christian. And, uh, you know, so I've been thankful. He works in mysterious ways, but it always seems to work out, doesn't it, Trevor? It certainly worked out for you. Um Really good questions here. I, here's one from me. Who gets the credit for having you, Ricky Ray, and Zach all in the same quarterback room? All right, Scott Milanovic. Um, it's really about how he develops quarterbacks. Uh, him, Jamie Elizondo, Jason Moss, uh, Marcus Brady. You want to talk about an all-star coaching staff, go to that 2013 uh, staff we had. You know, they, they, we had those – those four, we had uh, McAdoo, we had O'Shea, we had Orlando Steinhauer, Chris Jones, uh, Ed Filion. I mean, you want to talk about an all-time coaching staff. That 2012 coaching staff was crazy. And uh, <laughs> But anyway, Scott just does a tremendous job uh, developing quarterbacks. He understands, you know, the, the psyche, the mental game. He's played the position. And uh, him and Jamie and Jay, uh, Jay Moss, and uh, along with Marcus and all the coaches I've had, have been tremendous at that. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have talked to him a whole lot, but – Chris Jones told me he lived on a boat that season somewhere around Toronto. And I said, where did you, I said, where'd you get your mail? And he goes, I didn't get mail. <clears throat> it went to his, <laughs> to his home in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Anyways, uh, Mick Gonzalez is watching in Toledo. He says, I have that exact same t-shirt. Hashtag USA from uh, ESPN radio in Toledo, Ohio. Where they, I thought. Yeah. Where they, where they, uh, where they watch on the Buckeye cable system on Game Plus television out there. Uh, all great questions here. Jonathan Kinder's a new viewer of ours. He's in Kansas City. He says, I wonder what Trevor would say, from a quarterback point of view, the biggest difference between American and Canadian football. Oh, the biggest is a tough one. But, you know, 13 guys or 12 guys instead of 11, you know, you've got the field goal post in the front. I would say the biggest difference for me is – is three downs instead of four because it changes the entire strategy of a game. Um, it's it's a little bit tougher to take shots unless you're uh, you know you're rolling the dice saying we're okay being in second and long. Um, so I'd say that I'd say that three downs is different. And the truth is, my first year uh, we scored on our first possession that I played in a preseason. Next drive, 
it was second and something and I missed a throw and I just heard Scott go punt it. And I was like, golly, he is real mad. We're punting on third down. And I kind of just said, forgot. I was like, (laughs) so yeah, pretty big difference. I'll never forget as a Canadian kid staying in an American hotel, I was playing a video game and I was punting on third down all the time. I'm like, why is the punter not out here? I had to switch it to punt. I was playing an American football game. Dumb Canadian kid. Uh, Colin McAnulty is watching in Ottawa. And he says, with your right tackle, Colin Kelly, going out yesterday with a torn peck and Derek Dennis opting out of playing this season, are you concerned with your edge protection this year? That's, that's been the advantage to being here in Edmonton and having Brock Sunderland and Jamie uh, put together this roster is they've put together depth. Uh, we sure are going to miss Colin Kelly. I think he's one of the premier, if not the premier, right tackle in uh, Canadian Football League. And so... Uh, it's difficult. It's always going to be a tough loss when you lose guys. There's a reason they're they're your starters. But, um, you know, they've done a tremendous job with the depth here, and uh, I think we'll have some young guys step up, maybe move some pieces around on the O-line, uh, whatever they decide to do. But I have a full faith in the staff here and, and the roster they put together on so many levels. I'm telling you, Trevor, there's a flood flood of questions coming in from CFL fans here. You're, you're a very popular guy. Craig Smith, our director of we'll scouting. We'll go rapid fire here. Yeah, I'm going to do it. If you can, he says, Craig Smith, our director That's of scouting, good. says, how long did it take to get used to the extra guy in the secondary? I would say a full year. A full year? Sorry, Clark was talking to me. One year? Yep. I would say, I would say a full year uh, until you were able to kind of grasp all the different coverages, because once you add that other guy, the amount of coverages people can play is geometrically more. And we kind of went through the coverages as a quarterback unit on our team's meeting the other day. And we went through probably 60 coverages. And I was like, I started listing coverages that they didn't list. And there was about 40 or 50 more. And it's just, it's, it's insane to think about the amount of coverages that you can see. Uh, from Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg. What was it like playing in the Arena League? Fast break football. It's it's uh, it's one of those deals where it's like if you don't score on the possession. I remember the first game of the year, our quarterback threw five touchdowns. And I was like, I was a backup then. <laughs> and I was like, man, you balled. And he's like, ah, oh, man. He's like, I thought he was just being humble. I was like, bro, you threw five tugs. What do you mean? And he's like. Just go look at the other quarterbacks like that play tomorrow. It was like eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns, seven touchdowns. And I was like, golly. So it's there's a very, very small amount of coverage they can play there and uh very small amount of looks you're gonna get. And so there's typically, you know, a winner on every play. And they've got the one guy in high motion. So it's it's different. It's it's a lot easier for sure. Mike Blackbird. Uh, Argos fan says, oh, Trevor's in the shotgun for questions. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, Brady in Muskoka, Ontario says, favorite stadium to play in? Sask. Hey, how about that? Oh, aside from, aside from Commonwealth, I love playing at Sask. The fans, like, they know everything about you. They look up your, your history and, and they talk to you. But they're not, like, they're not overly aggressively rude there like they are in Hamilton. But, uh in, in Sask, it's just a great atmosphere. Aside from Commonwealth, obviously, I love playing here. And I, I really adore playing in, uh, playing at TD Place as well. So I would say Western side, aside from Commonwealth, would be Sask. And then I love playing in Ottawa in the East. Oh, Ottawa is so amazing. 
it's interesting what they say about those north side stands having to be torn down, which is a recommendation. Not a, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Bob in Grand Prairie, Alberta says, have a great year, Trevor. We know you will. Grand Prairie is with you. And by the way, about Hamilton. Here's the thing. Yeah, thanks, Bob. They don't like me in Hamilton, Trevor, but that's okay. I'll survive. But the thing in Saskatchewan, they respect you and what you do. And Hamilton, they don't care who you are, what you do, what you stand for. That, and that's not saying they're necessarily rude, but they don't care, right? Like the most vile things come out of the stands. In yeah, Hamilton. they get Let's personal. Let's be honest. Right. They get personal. Right. Yeah. The, the Sask fans, they, they chirp you about football, and, and, and it makes it fun. Like they try and get in your head. They, they flirt with the line really well then. Uh, Mandy in Edmonton wants to know, how I'm not sure where the question went. It's I gotta dig it for a bit. Basically, are you easing back into your workout routine? We all know what happened here yesterday. You heard about it with the four Achilles tendon pulls. Yeah. Nobody wants that to happen. Um, how are you easing into day one of training camp on Saturday? Um, you know, I brought I brought an ARP machine with me, and and that's been able to kind of keep me sweating. Like I don't know if you know much about the ARP machine. It's got like six patents on it in terms of the way it can stimulate your muscles, and I've been I've been working on that quite a bit. And, you know, doing blood flow for recovery, I've been doing a lot of mobility work, some body weight training. And that was one of the reasons I actually got my uh, my personal trainer license and nutrition degree was to try and learn more about the human body and how I could, you know, mobilize the body and keep it t- uh, keep it loose and those sorts of things in situations like this. And I've been able to put that to use uh, throughout this week. But um, it's, it's obviously a very, very tough move. Uh, the CFL pulled, you know, with us sitting in hotels for six or seven days being confined to these four walls and then going out there and, you know, putting in some hardcore training. Cause when you get around the guys, you, you naturally level up a tad and uh, you know, you just got to make sure you're really careful in these moments. And obviously just sick to my stomach for people like Larry Dean, one of my great friends in this league, love that guy. And um, even a couple guys in Montreal from what I've heard. So uh, hopefully the CFL does some smart things and, and collaborates here and starts talking a little bit about what we can do immediately to, to make sure that's not happening. Well, we wish uh, good health to you and all your teammates, Trevor, and I appreciate the time. Always great chatting with you, and we'll see you on the field soon. Thank you. Likewise. Appreciate you, Rod. Always enjoy your time. Thank you, buddy. Edmonton Elks quarterback, Trevor Harris, number seven, who had a tremendous sim season, by the way. Oh, he was good in our there, video too. Games. Yes, oh, he yeah. was. Uh, we'll come back with a sports update. We've got a face-off to get to. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. Moose and I are going to face off here right away. Um, Clark, you said we had some business to take care of, so let's talk about the winner of our Stanley Cup playoff pool. We actually know the guy. His name's Yves Lalonde, and he's from your hometown, the chicken yeah. capital. From the the football and hockey playing Lalonde family. He won our Stanley Cup playoff pool out of like 475 guys. What was the, and gals. What was the name of his team? The French Connection. Of He's a big Montreal Canadiens fan. I know him well. Um, so that's really cool. So he went with all Habs in his pool, basically. I, I think so. You know, really anchored by them. Um, I'm just really happy I'm not in the bottom five. I was for a while. Oh, yeah. Until Vegas started scoring. 
Um, so anyways, Eve, congratulations, buddy. You've won this Seattle Kraken jersey. Please wear it wisely. And a gift pack of gear from the RP show, which includes what? A bunny hug, a mug. You're putting that together, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Now, before we get to the sports update, let's face off. What do you say? I'm in. We're getting through everything here today. Conor McGregor wore a plaid purple suit and sunglasses when he performed some of his greatest Vegas hits at his UFC 264 news conference Thursday ahead of his latest attempt to roll back the MMA clock. The biggest star in combat sports preened, strutted, and misbehaved at T-Mobile Arena, delighting his fans in a raucous crowd, anticipating the finale to one of the biggest fight trilogies in recent history on Saturday night. McGregor threw a bottle of Dustin Poirier's hot sauce into the stands early on and then prowled the stage, security guards separating him from his opponent. He threw a kick at Poirier during their uh, event-ending face-off when he was too far away to connect, of course. In between the loquacious iron insulted Poirier's wife, repeatedly vowed to kill Poirier in the cage, questioned Poirier's love for his native Louisiana, and called Poirier a common epithet that's much less loaded on McGregor's side of the pond. I don't even know what that means. T-Mobile Arena Arena hadn't been built when the duo first met in 2014, and McGregor stopped Poirier in 106 seconds. Remember that? Yep. Their rematch six months ago was in Abu Dhabi inside the UFC's coronavirus bubble, and Poirier stopped McGregor in the second round of an equally emphatic victory. So Saturday night in UFC 264, it's going to be the rubber match. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you who you think is going to win. McGregor. What? Yeah. No, man, he's on a slide. <laughs> he's going, do you want to put some money on this? Yeah, I do. Boneless dry ribs at the Four Ooh, Seasons. Let's do it. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's what we'll do. We'll we'll go out to the four seasons. We'll have the spread, the whole deal. Yeah. And uh, whoever loses pays pays the bill. All yeah, right. we'll do that. I think it's McGregor. You know what? These guys um, like McGregor. He's been humbled. He's been humbled. He was on top of the world, never losing, mm-hmm. and you know, double belt champion. Well, he's been humbled, and this is a statement for him. If he loses again, he's done. So if he, he really needs to win, I think he's focused. This must win for Conor McGregor. This must win, and that's why I think he's going to win. What say you, fam? Let us know in the comments section. The face-off is brought to you by the Mad Greek in Moose Jaw. The patio is now open for licensed dining at the Mad Greek in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Visit them today. And by the Ultimate Fan Zone. Now just to click away from our man cave to your man cave, shop online today at ultimatefanzone.ca. And that reminds me, Jim Wagner uh, writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line. And Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaaS mobility dealer. And he says, good day, all. Change nothing and nothing changes. Wow, that was an amazing line. Sums up a lot of issues. Heading to the jaw tomorrow for lunch and new gear. Have a good weekend, crew. How about that? He's going to Moose Jaw to go to Ultimate Fan Zone and the Mad Greek, Darren. How about that? That's pretty awesome. Uh, From Ray in the Six, Southern Ontario. He says, hi, Rod. I find it really frustrating when you want to go to a CFL game and you're trying to purchase tickets, but here in Ontario, they're not even available. So frustrating. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. As I said earlier, I'm not TripAdvisor, and I'm also not the ticket office at BMO Field. You get it right? I do. 
Uh, I said earlier that men can't do more than one thing at once, but women can. Troy in Toronto has sent me a photo of him working while watching the show on his tablet. And he says, I'm with Darren, working, watching tennis, and listening to the RP show. Multitasking is on top of my resume skills. How about that? Well, I can't. I have a tough time keeping my mind on one thing. I know. One thing. Let alone multiple things. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, says, My girl, Kiera Wardley, 18-year-old from Vulcan, has been named to the top 12 Canadian Olympic women's rugby team. Great accomplishment coming from a town of 1,800. Way to go, Kiera. That is awesome. Wardley of Vulcan, Alberta. We got a lot of uh, great young people in this country doing a lot of great things. Stacy Champagne. In Regina says, I'd love to see Connor get KO'd again. I don't think he's going to get knocked out, but I got Poirier. And the uh, winner will get a free boneless ribs and nachos. All right. Okay. We will come right back with overtime. Full-on viewer takeover with whatever you want to talk about. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. And you are watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live in 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody, for OT. We're dropping the puck. Oh, does it suck that hockey season's over, by the way. Has anybody else noticed? Um, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. writes, and he says, Hey, guys, is it too early for prognostications on the ranking of the CFL teams this year? Uh, yes. Jenna from the, from the Four Seasons, Jen says, Have a great weekend, everyone. Does it feel like Friday to you? No. No, because this is the only day that you've been in the bunker. That's right. Tyler Wood is watching on YouTube. Where did it go? He goes, grateful for the Rod Peterson show while I'm stuck in isolation with COVID. We're still doing that? Well, I, I understand CFL players. Were, when, I see, when he said that he was in isolation, I'm like, do you play for a CFL team? I think he's got COVID. Oh, he's got COVID? That's what I take out of that. I hope you're okay. It all sucks. But isolation is better than the hospital. Get vaccinated. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, who's made a lot of comments today that I didn't want to read because I felt they were rude, has written in regarding the invitation that we got from Dan, the situation, Cerevelli in Philadelphia, who asked us to go to uh, next year's Nathan's hot dog eating contest in New York. And I brought up that one time the Riders were playing the Stampeders in Calgary and Joey Chestnut was there at halftime in a what I said was a taco-eating contest. Well, Jeff has written in, he said, the results of the famous fish taco contest was August 9th, 2013, McMahon Stadium. The Stampeders eating team beat the Riders team 21-15. <laughs> he says, and contrary to Rod's revisionist history, the Stamps devastated the Riders 42-27. Hey, bro, what happened in the West Final? 
when it mattered. How about that? We won 35-13. Kicked your ass! How about that? And then went on to the Grey Cup and kicked Hamilton's ass. How about that? I can do this all day. <laughs> what are you? What no, are you I, I laugh because you can do it all day. And I sit here and just watch it happen. And every time I still have a chuckle because <laughs> every time. undefeated. Undefeated. The winner. And uh, Rick Rosenthaler's watching in Edmonton. He seems to have a Brian Hall fetish today because he says that I say Missouri like Brian Hall says, the legendary voice of the Eskimos. And he says, you say New York like Brian Hall. I don't know what to say about that. Let's do the MySask 411 Business of the Week right now. We do it every Friday on behalf of our good friends at Direct West. The MySask app. Download it for you Saskies. It's like a phone book in your hand. I use it all the time. It's a digital phone book. It's an app. And we profile businesses every week. So we're doing the Mercury Cafe and Grill. I don't know. You guys all know where it is. Down there in the cathedral area of the city. Beautiful restaurant. It's like a 50s diner. It's cool. Uh, Are you hungry for a homemade meal? Then head down to the Mercury Cafe and Grill in Regina, Saskatchewan. Since 2010, owner Chris Plum and his staff have been serving up the most delicious burgers imaginable and home-cooked meals. Find them on MySask411 today. We connect people to businesses, businesses to people, businesses to businesses. That's what we do here in this province. We help each other out. So we talked about Manscaped. (laughs) Manscaped, Business of the Week, the playoff draft, the face-off. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, the dang sports update. I knew I was missing something. I feel naked. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. What's the soccer update, by the way? Or a tennis tennis? update. Well, same thing. It's they're in the third set. And here's the funny thing. We've seen this in sports all the time. Shapovalov is really outplaying Novak Djokovic, but he can't close him out, right? And uh, Djokovic is up two sets to to love, and they're in the third set. It's like the Habs and the Lightning. Finding a way. Well, playing their berries off and not having any results. That's right. Fair? Oh, yeah. I'll give you this one, Jeff, the Stamps fan. He says... uh, but you had your facts wrong, Rod. You lose. Hey, write it down. Write down the date you get that I had it wrong. It, okay. It was 2013, for God's sakes. I was still drinking then. Another from Rick in Edmonton. He says, I can't get great Western products here in Edmonton. I call every now and then to the liquor store. Oh, well. There's got to be some place in Edmonton that you can get great Western beer. Yeah, I would think so. If not, it's coming. Try harder. Yeah, if not, it's coming. Try harder. The Phoenix Suns have never been closer to an NBA title. Devin Booker scored 31 points. Chris Paul had 23. And the Suns beat the Milwaukee Bucks 118-108 last night to take a 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals. Game 3 Sunday in Milwaukee. CP3's turned back the clock, by the way. I can't believe he's 38. I know. He looks fantastic out there. Heavyweight champion Tyson Fury has reportedly tested positive for COVID-19, and his third bout with Deontay Wilder will be postponed likely until the fall. Uh, That was announced yesterday. Fury and Wilder were scheduled to meet July 24th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas to complete their series of entertaining fights. The Blue Jays open up a three-game set tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays at the Trop. Ross Stripling is scheduled to start for the Jays. Toronto is heading into the game with an extra day's rest after yesterday's game in Baltimore against the Orioles was postponed due to weather. And Canadian Stephen Ames and Billy 
Andre shot five under 65s on Thursday to share the first round lead in the U.S. Senior Open in Nebraska. The Calgary resident had seven birdies and two bogeys at the Omaha Country Club course to sit atop the leaderboard heading into round two today. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca and for G2G Protein Bars. Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. We really got... Actually, no, I didn't for once have anything to do with this. Trevor Harris really got Twitter going, eh? Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Big time. Calling out the Ticats fans. <laughs> Not just me anymore. Troy Durrell putting on Twitter. Trevor Harris just said on the Rod Peterson show that fans from Hamilton are the most ruthless in the CFL. Ticats fans, what are your thoughts on that? He said fans get away too personal on their trash talk. I've seen it firsthand. They are ruthless out there. But that's the home field advantage. You know, you know, that's, that's like Oakland was in the NFL. Right? And I was there. I was in Oakland. It's ruthless. And it is intimidating to be there. It's intimidating to be there as a player, as an opposing team's fan. Not a fun place to go. And that's what you want on the road. A little uh, bit now. Obviously, have your life threatened? Well, <laughs> I don't. But yeah. as a home field, I mean, he said Saskatchewan flirted the line really well, which I think is better. But I still think it's, you know, maybe you could be proud of that. <laughs> mean okay. place to play. What do we got Monday, Clark? Oh, we got the CEO of the Rattlers, Brad Kraft, and we're, we're working on it. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you Monday at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. I never told you to shut up. Well, a couple times. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.